You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And the topic of our podcast today is pray for those who have harmed you. It will set you free. In my own process of healing, I was recently guided to pray for the ones I feel the most pain and inner conflict with. Normally, I prefer to just amputate people who are hurtful out of my life and be done with it. You know, no contact. But no contact doesn't mean the story is over. Any one of you who have cut off contact with someone knows that the outer feed of drama ends on some level, but the inner drama continues. We still fight with ourselves and with the people we are walking away from. We may still try to be seen, heard, validated, and valued by that imaginary character in our minds. And maybe at some point, we might realize that we are only fighting with an imaginary character in our head. And if we are to stop fighting, we're going to have to make friends with that character. Otherwise, we continue to live with the enemy. The whole story of narcissistic abuse is a story of us and them. They are the bad guys and we are the good ones. We can assign ourselves everything pure and holy and assign the narcissistic one all the dirt and slime. We label it as evil, cut off from it, and try to cleanse our souls from the darkness that invaded us. We see the unfairness of it all. We were innocently just trying to love and be loved. If this was someone we were in love with, maybe we believed we'd finally found the one. And then it all begins to slide downhill, and we find ourselves sliding with it. The foundation was shaky, loose, and not very stable, and so it slides. In the end, it can feel as if we found ourselves in a deep mud hole that we can't climb out of. We're covered in mud, and every time we try to climb out, we slide back in. Meanwhile, our nemesis has extracted himself or herself from the mud hole, is all clean and shiny, and playing house with someone who evidently doesn't have all of your flaws and inadequacies. We can't amputate all the feelings we're left with. I can cut off from an individual, but I can't cut off from the relationship because it's still running its course. A relationship can be physically over, but it's not emotionally or mentally over. There also may be some kind of soul connection, as if that person had a soul contract with you to come down here to earth and make you feel like crap about yourself. So the only way that you'll ever pull yourself from that mud hole is if you can learn to love yourself. We fight against that narcissistic voice in our head that tells us that we're not enough, we're not lovable or worthy. We fight against the voice that tells us we're flawed or inadequate. 
but we left that relationship so we wouldn't have to hear that voice anymore. And still, here it is. That narcissistic voice does take root inside of us, maybe even from early childhood influences. And we can't get rid of the voice by fighting with it. Instead, we need to learn not to align with it. See it for what it is. It's the voice of narcissistic injury. It's the deep pain, shame, feelings of unworthiness, feeling unwanted, unloved, discounted, dismissed, devalued, and discarded. In my own experience with the one who is narcissistic, that voice of narcissism is very dominant in that person, more so than the average person or even the average wounded person. The narcissist is sitting on so much shame that their only coping mechanism is to project it onto others. The variety of narcissist I speak of which is the deeply wounded narcissist inherited those wounds from their ancestry, just as we inherit our wounds. And although the general belief is that narcissistic people will always be narcissistic, it doesn't mean we couldn't pray for their healing, maybe even their happiness. I know many of you are probably thinking, I don't want their healing or their happiness. They destroyed my life. I just want to see them get their karma. And I get it. I felt this way too. There's a very deep wounding that happens with narcissistic abuse. But in the world of energy, what we wish upon another, we also wish upon ourselves. It's spiritual law. And so when we wish harm or evil upon another, we ultimately wish it upon ourselves, which could explain why we keep attracting people who treat us badly. So when we begin a practice of offering prayers for those who have harmed us, we find that it has a healing effect on ourselves. We're offering love in the form of our prayers. We're offering peace. And truly, we're offering these things to the wounded part of ourselves. We withdraw the negative charge from the other, the person out there who has harmed us, and in its place, we begin to fill the vessel with love. When we feel we need to remain angry or carry the energy of hatred in our hearts or be deeply rooted in fear, This is what permeates our soul, and there can be no peace. It's not that we will not go through a process of having all these intense, dark emotions. This is usually part of the process of recovery. But we don't want to stay stuck there. We want to move through these feelings, and perhaps prayer is a great way to help move through the dark emotions and transmute them into light. We offer positive prayer for the soul of the other, the one who has harmed us, and it has a boomerang effect coming back to us even stronger than when it was sent out. What we offer from our heart and from our soul is a great gift. This offering is energetic. A prayer happens on the level of energy. 
All the work I speak of is happening on the energetic realm, not the physical. This has nothing to do with the physical relationship you have or once had with an individual. It has to do with the energetic relationship that you're still having with them. This relationship doesn't end for either one of you. You have to bring it to a close yourself through energy work. And this isn't just about cutting cords. It's about healing the narcissist that still takes up space within you. Sensitive, empathic, and loving people don't like to be at odds with others. They don't like the way it feels to have enemies. They don't want to hate or to stay angry at anyone. This isn't just about being codependent. It is really the sensitive, empathic nature. We can be very forgiving and give far too many chances to those who don't deserve another chance. We may be believers in change and the belief that love can heal all wounds. We don't want to fight against our own nature either. There's so much beauty in being sensitive and being an empath, but sometimes we're just too trusting and we get too swept up in the emotional energy of the seduction. We want to believe the best in people and can't comprehend how some people can be so manipulative and lacking in empathy. We are polar opposite. So how can we wrap our minds around it? We can't be too hard on ourselves for being sucked into that narcissistic vortex. It was very energetically high, a whirlwind of intense passion and excitement. We felt alive in that energy. How were we to know there was a big crash coming? The narcissist lifts us up and then drops us on our head. We love the way it feels when we're lifted up, but shocked when we're dropped on our heads. We didn't see that coming. Of course, there's going to have to be a recovery period. Most of us from time to time ask the question, what kind of person is capable of doing this to another person? Who does that, right? Once again, most of us can't wrap our, our minds around it, and so we don't know what to do with it, how to process it. For added crazy-making, that narcissistic person so often will accuse you of doing exactly what it is they have done. So your mind's grasping, trying to understand what just hit you. After all of this brand of crazy, why would you want to pray for that person? Why would you want to pray for their healing? Because a person who is capable of hurting you and messing with you to that degree must ultimately be very deeply wounded. Now on the physical, there's nothing that we can do. We can't fix or heal them and it's codependent for us to even try. We are not trying to fix or heal them by praying for them. We're praying for their healing with good intention because it neutralizes the energy and it heals us. It heals us because we're asking for healing for the other. 
thereby also asking for healing for ourselves. Now, couldn't we just bypass them and ask for healing for ourselves? Well, yes, we could and we probably have. But once again, it's important to keep in mind that what we wish for another, we're really wishing for ourselves. So it comes back to the concept that we are all one. I struggle with this concept sometimes because in my own defense, I say I'm nothing like that. But the concept of we are all one doesn't mean we are all alike. It just means that the life force within us is the same life force within everyone. We're all connected by this invisible force. It's kind of like if you look at Star Wars, the movie Star Wars, there was a light side and a dark side of the force, but it was the same force. The energy within us can polarize to the light or to the darkness, to warmth or coldness, to love or to fear. The energy comes from the same source, but it does a different dance within each one of us, depending on many different circumstances, mainly our ancestry and our childhood programs. There's a spiritual belief that the energy within each one of us is pure, but it gets clouded by all of the internal programs. So our deepest nature is innocent, but the corrupt and dark nature of a person comes from his thoughts, beliefs, the density of his emotions, and the programs in his unconscious mind. This still doesn't mean we can heal, fix, or change anyone. The thoughts, beliefs, density of emotion, and unconscious programs shape the personality and how someone shows up in the world. It would take a huge amount of internal effort to change these programs. The only people capable of changing such programs are the ones who develop the awareness that they exist and commit wholeheartedly to the process of change. They commit to this process not as a manipulation, not to convince someone else that they've changed or are going to change. It's ultimately a very lonely, isolating solo journey that can't be shared. So one who can't face his or her own loneliness and deep feelings will never change who they are and how they show up. They'll continue to repeat patterns, which is why the narcissist who moves on from one relationship to the next to the next without any downtime never has to face himself in any deep way. He just continues or she just continues to project that which is within on to others. So when I talk about praying for a person's healing, it isn't about praying that that person will change. It isn't about them changing their behavior so they will be who you want them to be. Our prayers have more to do with our own energy than another's. As we pray for their healing, we pray for our own healing. We slowly begin to release our grudges, our hatred, our anger, our desire for revenge, to see justice served our heartbreak, our deep emotional pain, and all that plagues us. Because we're slowly giving up the fight. 
And when we give up the fight, we can return to love and neutralize the negative energy that we've been carrying around. In the world of energy, things are not as they seem. I had a man come into my life and tell me, there is so much love in my heart and in my home that he realizes this is how he wants to feel. He wants to feel that love on a daily basis. He wants to feel that loved. But the deeper he came into my heart and my home, the less harmonious my home became. When I told a wise friend about his initial desire to have that kind of love in his life, she said, Well, when someone asks to have that much love in their life, everything that is within them that is not a vibrational match to that love will surface. In the end, he assigned me the darkness and was disappointed in me for not being able to feel that love anymore. It was because I was not loving. I had changed. My home was no longer that loving sanctuary. When our relationship ended, he immediately went looking for that love somewhere else. But he will continue to have that same experience of initially feeling the love with his chosen partner, but then his own fear and pain will overshadow it, and he will blame her. So if you're someone who says, I loved him with everything I had inside. I gave so much of my heart and soul and still it wasn't enough. You have to realize that when someone is deeply wounded and haven't healed their own heart, they will not be able to receive the love you offer with any depth. It will only ever be surface, shallow, and it will ultimately be sabotaged, pushed away. And all that pain and suffering will be projected onto you. And this is all done unconsciously because of the person's lack of awareness. If her, he or she was aware of what was happening, they might be able to heal it within themselves. The issue with narcissistic personality is that the defenses are so strong to protect the self from feeling the immense amount of pain and trauma buried within them that they can't see the problem as coming from within. In order to avoid getting close to that pain, they have to project it onto others. We can't help others to see what they are unwilling to see. The defenses are just too strong. This is bigger than us. We have to put it in the hands of God, the divine source of life that is within us all. Our praying for the person who has hurt us is our way of turning it over to God, putting it in the hands of something much more powerful than ourselves. We recognize this is not our problem. We can't fix it or heal it. We can only fix and heal ourselves by clearing out the darkness that has invaded us and restoring ourselves to love. By living in the spirit of love, prayer, and healing, we're nurturing ourselves and inviting the love to return to us. Not from that person who hurt us, but from the divine source of love. The deeper truth is, there really is only one source of love. It's the same 
love that we all have access to. And we allow that love into our heart to the degree that we're capable. It is our fear and pain that push it away. If we get through our own fear and pain and return to the energy vibration of love, most of us will be able to admit to ourselves, we really always wished love for the person who hurt us. We always wanted their healing, but we wanted it for selfish reasons, so we could have someone in our life who could really love us. When the relationship is over and we realize that the love we wanted from that person wasn't really there, we feel cheated and duped. We go into our anger, our pain, and heartbreak. We wish things could have been different. But what we have to realize is that person was unhealed when they came in the door, and they were unhealed when they walked out. It has nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with how lovable or valuable you are. We are all lovable and valuable before these people come into our lives and continue to be lovable and valuable after they're gone. Our worth and value has nothing to do with them. Praying for our enemies, so to speak, is to open our hearts to greater love. We don't want to continue to carry around the projected darkness of the other. We don't want to carry their pain and fear. We don't want to take on their projections. We want to reclaim what is ours. Most empaths have big, open, loving hearts, and we get hurt because we believe everyone is like us. We learn that this is not true. Often those people who are most in need of love will be attracted to the most loving people. I mean, doesn't that just make sense? But it doesn't mean that they can receive that love. And it's not your fault. You loved to the best of your ability. It is the light that exposes the shadows. Remember this. When you're a bright light and someone with a big dark shadow walks in your door, the initial attraction to the light will be intense. They will seem to thrive in your light, but then the shadows begin to be exposed and they attack the one who shines the light on their shadow. It isn't your fault. You were just being a bright light. So as we pray for those who have harmed us, we're simply releasing them into God's hands. We're releasing any need to take care of them or absorb their pain or live in their darkness. We're allowing them to be where they are. For many of us, we are even acknowledging that much of what we feel isn't even ours. We're feeling the pain and the fear that others have projected onto us, and we can send it back with love and put it in God's hands. When I was told to pray for the healing of those who have harmed me, it really did help me to heal. It helped me to detach from needing to see any kind of karma play out or for them to get what they deserve. 
I can focus my energy back on my own heart and amp up my own light so I can continue to be a light for others. There's a saying in the Bible when Jesus was on the cross where he said, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He was speaking to the unconsciousness of man and how it makes them blind to their own actions and behavior. Praying for our enemies is not about forgiving them, although it will eventually bring us to forgiveness. Because forgiveness happens naturally when we release all emotional charge in that relationship. When there's no longer an emotional energy charge with that person, there's nothing to forgive. It's done. It's over. You move on to greener pastures. You're no longer bound to that person through your anger, pain, and fear. You are free. Your prayer is a request for their healing, but not an attachment to it. We remain unattached to what happens to those who have hurt us. We're putting it in God's hands, remember? We're not attached with what God does with our prayers. And we don't necessarily want to open the door should the person who harmed us want to walk back in. We need to learn our lessons and not be a doormat for those attracted to our light but unable to handle what it exposes in them. Change is a very long and involved process. It does not happen overnight. Now, people may have an epiphany, but that doesn't mean that they will change. So please pray for your enemies, but let them go at the same time. You're not waiting for change or transformation. You're in your own healing process. And as a result, you can attract someone into your life who is not only able to sustain themselves in your light, but they bring their own light to the table. Together you can shine brightly and love fully. You're not spending your energy trying to pull someone else from the mud who will pull you down with them. Instead, you're with someone who will lift you up and hold you up rather than drop you on your head. Remember, what you deserve is true love. This means love that is real and sustainable. You don't want the false variety that comes from someone incapable of receiving the love or giving it in return. It doesn't take very long in a relationship for false love to show itself. We must be wise and realize that false love will never turn real by throwing enough love at it. We're not here to convert false love into something real. We're here to live in love, shine our light, and only allow those into our lives who bring their own true love and light. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about my work, my product services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, please contact me through my website at NarcissismFree.com. Again, I want to thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Music.